Welcome to episode nine of The Irrational Realist. My name is Mark Smith, your host. Episode nine is about childhood toys. How did we ever survive childhood toys? From the Oxford Dictionary, a toy is an object for a child to play with, typically a model or miniature replica of something. Yeah, I'm not buying that. That definition must be from the 1950s because today's toys are anything but unless it's a miniature working replica of a Maserati or Cessna. Today's Americans spend about $29 billion on toys each year, and about a third of that are purchased by kidults. A kidult is a new term for adults that buy toys as an investment. Yes, an investment. Uncle Marion purchases toys meant to make a young child happy, but instead he puts it in a safe deposit box so no grubby little fingers ever get a chance to hold it, love it, or play with it. Then decades later, when Uncle Marion passes away, he passes all those toys down in his will. It is at that time that the surviving family members realize that Uncle Marion was crazy, and all they have to show for his life's work is a bunch of useless toys. Until... They go out to auction and find out the world is chocked full of crazy Uncle Marion's and those toys are worth a fortune. And that, my podcast family, is what we will talk about today. Crazy Uncle Marion and his vault full of toys worth millions. Let's start with a game that has caused more family feuds since alcohol, and that is Monopoly. Monopoly is a board game developed in the early 1930s. The object is to buy properties, develop them with houses and hotels, and charge so much rent you drive your opponents into bankruptcy. Basically a model for every greedy real estate mogul from New York to L.A. Okay, follow me here. The board game was actually invented in 1903 by a lady named Lizzie Maggie who called the game the Landlord's Game. She patented it in 1923. In 1932, a man named Charles Darrow played the game while he and his wife were having dinner with friends. He liked it so much that he stole the idea and renamed it Monopoly. Parker Brothers then bought the rights from Darrow in 1934, but then found out that Darrow was not the inventor. So they tracked down Lizzie and gave her $500 for her troubles. Today, Lizzie would have a lawsuit against Darrow and Parker Brothers for $35 billion, and it would settle out of court for $17 billion. Then Darrow would be doing 20 years in a white-collar resort, I mean prison, while attorneys for Parker Brothers claimed the board game manufacturer knew nothing about it. Seems like the history of Monopoly is just like the actual game. Original Monopoly games from the 1930s are worth over $3,000, while the original The Landlord's Game is worth over $146,000. You can still get several hundred dollars for vintage games on eBay, so don't throw that old one out just yet. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels have been around since 1968. Most vintage models have not increased in price too much, but there are a few that have values that Uncle Marion would die for, again. For instance, the 1970s Love Van is worth a modest $80 now. Considering its original price was $0.25, cents, though, I'd say its value has increased well for a used car. The Cowabunga A is a 49 VW Bug replica that now fetches over $95 from those collectors that dig the roof rack with surfboard attached. The Lamborghini Ascenza SCV12 sells for over $100 at Hot Wheels conventions and online sites all over the world. Even at $100, it's still a bargain compared to the real-life model, so if you look at it that way, get two if you can find them. A 1972 Skyline HT 2000 GTR will set your uncle back $135 each if you can get your grubby little fingers on them. 
Fat chance, though, as most, if not all of them, are still in their original packaging as these were released not as toys, but collector's items, only at the 36th annual Hot Wheels convention in 2022. Yes, they have a Hot Wheels convention, and the 2024 version is being planned as we speak. Or listen. Oh, yeah! All these are cute, but let's get into some serious cash. The Twin Mill Mobile One sweepstakes car sells for a cool $620 if you can find a collector to part with one. And if you happen to own a Red Baron, look at the interior. The standard Red Baron will set you back about $200. But if it has a white interior, hold on to your pocket protector. Those start at $3,000. Then there are the top shelf products. The most expensive Hot Wheel in existence is the pink VW Beach Bomb with a yellow surfboard sticking out of the back. It is valued at $150,000. You can get an actual VW van, low mileage and in great shape, for about $40,000. I'm in the wrong business. Garbage Pail Kids Cards Garbage Pail Kids were a knockoff from the Cabbage Patch Kids. They were all a parody of some doll with an abnormality, deformity, or suffering some painful fate or death. Atom Bomb was my favorite, which now fetches about $3,000 for a trading card made of cardboard, not platinum or diamond encrusted, but cardboard. Obviously, mint condition is where you'll find the most suckers, I mean buyers, but even fair condition will get you a good steak dinner at an overpriced steakhouse. During the height of their popularity, they were banned in schools, which just made the kids want to buy more. Here's hoping yours shows up in a box in the attic. It's better than the lottery. Star Wars action figures. If you happen to still have your Princess Leia, or better yet, her Jedi brother Luke Skywalker, then you're in for a payday. If they happen to still be in the box, think upwards of $25,000 for them. A piece. A dude from Japan decided it was time to part with his Star Wars figurines and contacted Sotheby's Auction to do all the work. He made about a half million dollars. May the force be with you, Uncle Marion. Pez dispensers. Yes, the little pop-up dispensers of sugary goodness are now a collector's item if you happen to have some of those vintage candy dispensers lying around. Vintage Pez dispensers can go anywhere from $16 to $32,000 for the Astronaut B dispenser from 1982 World's Fair. Others to look out for are the 1955 Santa Claus, Mickey Mouse with a soft head, and Make-A-Face Pez dispenser that would net you a cool $12,000 if you can find the right uncle to part with it. American Girl Dolls. Now, I'm going to admit, not running around in the toy circles myself, I was not familiar with the American Girl Dolls. Retail, they go for about $120 new, which isn't a small price tag for little Jenny's eighth birthday. However, if you happen to own one of the dolls no longer made, like Molly, Felicity, Samantha, or Kirsten, you could expect to get as much as $11,000. Sorry, little Jenny, Daddy's going to take your American Girl doll to live with another family. But here's a new puppy. Hey, eleven grand is eleven grand. <coughs> Barbie. With the recent movie starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, Barbie has once again peaked to popularity. Barbie herself is quite old, though. She was born on March 9th, 1959, which would make her 64 as of today. Looking pretty good for 64, I will say. If you're curious, Barbie does have a full name. It's Barbie Millicent Roberts. She has quite a large family and an interesting backstory that I am in no position to get into on this podcast. If you're interested, you can research her sordid past on the internet. 
Just know that if you have an original Barbie doll with her hourglass shape way before trans Barbie and her other diversity friends body shamed her, expect to get anywhere between 8000 and 23000 for the little vixen. What? Light bright. The old glowing art light board first manufactured in 1967 is going for several hundred dollars today. Finding a full set may be the issue with that, though, as I couldn't begin to count how many times those little pegs were lost, vacuumed up, or eaten by a pet. If you were one of the lucky OCD people able to keep a set together, now would be the time to part with it and build up Junior's college fund. G.I. Joe Yes, G.I. Joe, the original toy of today's warmongers, is worth some big bucks if you happen to be lucky enough not to blow yours up or dismember him playing war games as a child. In fact, the original 1963 toy soldier recently sold for $200,000 on eBay. That may be well out of poor Uncle Marion's price range, but other models are selling for upwards of $5,000 to $16,000. Okay, that's much more affordable. Very funny. Well, here's something that's not funny. McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Yes, the toys we routinely throw away or accidentally leave behind in the playland as we are rushing out of McDonald's. However, these little toys can be worth keeping in a safe place. Full sets can range from $100 to several hundred dollars. That's not a bad investment for something you get free for just not wanting to cook. Okay, let's talk about toy safety. Today, there are several agencies monitoring toy safety. You can't develop a toy without thinking first about sharp edges, small pieces that could be swallowed, coatings, decibel levels of it produces sound, and a myriad of other requirements. But back in the day, the only requirement our parents cared about was if it would keep the kids out of their hair long enough to make dinner or call a friend. Safety was the kids' department. I was told, don't break anything or kill anybody. That was my safety warning. I'm really surprised there are not ads from attorneys playing every hour on TV today. If you were a child in the 70s and played with toys, you may be entitled to compensation. I mean, we had toys that today would be banned in schools and have helicopter moms in the country marching on Washington and petitioning Congress to have taken off the shelves. Toys like clackers. Clackers were two hard resin balls attached to strings and tied together. The balls were intended to gently bounce off each other in a rhythmic motion. As the player progressed, they would perform stunts and tricks to mesmerize their friends. Instead, they became weapons of mass destruction that knocked out teeth, smashed fingers, took out eyes, and left a wake of destruction and ER visits in its path. I have no idea how the sales pitch went in the boardroom to get these manufactured for kids, but I can tell you all those in attendance were men. Wow. Lawn darts. We all knew I couldn't do a segment on dangerous toys without mentioning lawn darts. Lawn darts were very large and heavy darts that were meant to be tossed towards a ring on the ground. The object was to get as close as possible to the ring or actually stick the dart inside the ring for a bullseye. The concept would have been great if it weren't for the fact that these were a deadly weapon intentionally being thrown in the vicinity of children. I'm thinking the same ad executive that pitched clackers pitched lawn darts and did not have any kids that were living. It didn't take long before kids were throwing these as high as possible to see where they would land, and they typically landed on other kids. I may have landed one on the roof and never told my parents about the hole it left. Sorry, Mom, that leak in the bathroom may have been my fault. Lemon Twist Now, no doubt you have no idea what this is, but you may have known its predecessor, the Skippet. Skippets were a plastic ball attached to a rope that had a loop to fit over the ankle. 
The loop was slipped over the ankle and swung around so the wearer would have to skip over the balls that passed under the other foot. Kind of like a jump rope for kids with no friends. Well, the lemon twist was exactly the same except with rocks inside the plastic ball that was shaped like a lemon. Now, when the uncoordinated kids didn't jump high enough, the lemon crashed into their ankle, thus hobbling them like James Conn in misery. A terrible idea that undoubtedly began with alcohol at a company Christmas party. A wood-burning kit. In the 70s, kids could play with a wood-burning kit, which is basically a soldering iron that would get hot enough at the tip to burn wood. This was used to draw beautiful burned artwork to give mom and dad on holidays. Instead, the tool was used to burn holes in dressers, floors, walls, and occasionally burn down an apartment or two when left on overnight. And that's if Johnny didn't use it to brand the cat. Horrible idea. Easy Bake Oven. Yes, we still have these today, but when they first came out, they had a light bulb inside that would reach the temperatures of the sun. To this day, it's virtually impossible to meet a woman in her 50s or 60s that doesn't have an Easy Bake Oven scar or skin grafts on her fingers. Today's ovens have a heating element placed where little Abby or little Johnny can't get their grubby little fingers on it. Thanks, safety man. BB guns. Okay, these aren't really toys by today's standards, but back in the day, we had BB guns that were little red, green, black, or yellow plastic toy pistols. They looked like toys, which made it much easier for good old dad to talk mom into getting one. Come on, honey. They look like water pistols. Except they weren't. Remember the movie A Christmas Story? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Well, they did. And in bunches. Saturdays in the hood, you had ammo buzzing by your head like nom. Here's one of my favorites, the Disco Punch. Now, the Disco Punch was a handheld gun that shot discs. Not the wimpy Gen X Nerf discs, but harder plastic. Think air hockey pucks. Yeah, these little suckers would fly through the air with some power behind it. Those that perfected the aim could easily take a glass off the wall, a cat off a ledge, or make any kid look like Rocky after the first movie. And finally, let's talk about chemistry sets. Yes, these were toys, and yes, I had one. These sets came with everything you would need to start a chemical fire, cook meth, or shut down a city block from toxic fumes. Today, we would call this an EPA Superfund site, but back then it was called Good Clean Fun. I remember going to a toy store to pick up sodium cyanide because it would easily dissolve gold. No, mom didn't give me any gold to try it on, but it did cause quite a ruckus when I mixed it with her cleaning fluids. Did you know in the 50s, chemistry sets came with real uranium ore? Did you know you can also buy it on Amazon today? Uh, yeah, neither did I. Even Uncle Marion might balk at that level of crazy. Warning. So how did we survive all these toys and live to tell about it? Well, for one, we knew better than to throw lawn darts at other kids or shoot our friends in the face with BBs or flying discs. Or at least we knew better not to do it again after a near miss or a near hit if you happen to be a safety director. Now we have several agencies with hundreds of safety regulations monitoring every new toy that hits the market. It's become a business that generates billions of dollars geared towards putting toy manufacturers through the gauntlet. Thus making a $5 toy eventually cost $25 just to help pay for all the regulations and certifications. Sometimes I think it would be easier just to teach our kids not to aim our disco punch at little Johnny, but then we would have to actually parent our kids, and that is another podcast for another day. Yes, today's toy business is geared towards kids and adults. Even the toys for actual kids are so impressive that it's hard not to say, I wish that was around when I was a kid. 
So we then buy it anyway and hide it away in our attic so our actual kids or grandkids never even see it in hopes that one day, while he is still alive, Uncle Marion can get it down, dust it off, and sell it to buy a new boat. Now that is a toy I can really wrap my arms around. This will be my final episode of the Irrational Realist of 2023. Look for a new and improved podcast beginning in 2024. I may or may not keep the same name, but unlike my first attempt, this new podcast will be one singular topic that I can impart my wisdom, informational wit, and general opinionated insight onto my audience. Thank you for listening and have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Irrational Realist. Please subscribe to The Irrational Realist for the latest episode every two weeks. For now, thank you for listening, and remember, podcast spelled backwards is taco, if the S, D, and P are silent. Music